Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning. John Osterland here with you. And I just saw something over the last couple of days. And it and it kind of freaked me out. Um, they they had a story about, and they actually had pictures and video of chicken McNuggets, McDonald's chicken McNuggets. Underneath a microscope. And as soon as I saw that headline, I I clicked to move on, to move forward to whatever I was doing on the internet. Because because I I enjoy chicken McNuggets from McDonald's. and, And the last thing in the world, Coleman, that I want is to see what's inside of a chicken McNugget underneath a microscope. I, I don't. I. I, I think. I think that that would freak me out. So you're a pessimist? No, I think I'm an optimist. Be, because because I love chicken McNuggets yeah. so much. I don't want anything to screw up how I feel about chicken McNuggets, and so I, I'm. I'm I'm moving on. But it seems like you assume the worst. It seems like when you see what a, a chicken nugget looks like under the microscope that you're going to dislike it. It might look like heaven. You might look under the, uh, see what a chicken McNugget looks like under a mi- microscope, and it might make you love it even more. Like, oh, that looks really tasty. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, the story was titled, What Chicken McNuggets Look Like under a microscope and then and then the first paragraph uh, or, or the sub title of that story said see what chicken mcnuggets see what a hot dog see what gummy bears look like under a microscope and and look i i i like hot dogs mm-hmm. i mean i love hot dogs and I, I I love gummy bears too. You know, they they make gummy bears now uh, sugar free. They just replace the the sugar with with sweetener, 
And that's what I have to have because I've had too much sugar in my life. I, 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 I gotta, I gotta keep an eye on, on the sugar intake. Um, but I like all three of those. I'm very simple when it comes to eating. Yeah. Very simple person. And, and if, if there's foods that I really enjoy eating, the last thing I want to do is look at what's inside of them through a microscope. Stuff like that never bothered me. I don't know why. Because, all right, here's a funny story. There was this guy, he, uh, he was from Africa, and he was pretty much a vegetarian. He didn't eat meat, right? And he didn't understand why Americans love meat so much. So I remember he was showing us videos of how, like, certain things were made. Like, he showed us, like, animals getting slaughtered and uh, how uh, sausages was made. He was showing us videos, and we were like, yeah, that's how that's made. And he was like, so this doesn't bother you? This doesn't bother you looking at this? I'm like, no, actually, it's making my mouth water because I love chicken, I love beef, and showing me how they make it is not going to turn me off to it because I know how it was made. I get it. That's why they call them slaughterhouses, and it tastes great. Well, slow down, slow down. Chicken and beef making whatever whatever you, you you eat with chicken and beef is different than making sausage. It's all it, 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 I'm using all it, that it, as an example. Like sausages, I've seen how sausages were made, I've seen how uh hot dog weenies were made, I've seen how chicken McNuggets were made, not under a microscope, but I just seen the process of how we go about getting some of our foods and it never bothered me. I was still eating. You, like especially if I really like, let's take bacon. You can show me that bacon comes out of a pig butt like that. I will still eat bacon because I like bacon so much that seeing it comes out of a, coming out of a pig's butt wouldn't bother me. No, I'm just like, oh, bacon does not come out of a pig. It's, it's just, a part of the pig. I think yeah. it might have partial pig butt in it, but the but point it, it is, doesn't come out. It doesn't. But if it did, I would still eat it. It wouldn't bother me because I really like bacon. So, like, if if you told me bacon comes. From a pig's butt, and I, you showed me a video of it coming from a pig's butt. I would still eat bacon because I like it. That's my point. <laughs> you know, there's uh, that there was news out over the last day or so as well that a company in the Pacific Northwest here in in America they just recalled a ton of hot dogs. Uh-oh. Because they said listeria be found inside the hot dog. And that made me think, well, that's the that's the one thing we know that, that's in, in those hot dogs, uh, listeria. But, because usually you don't know exactly what's in hot dogs, but they're... Yeah, they're, but they're, they're so good. They, they taste so good. Yeah, I think there's like pig hooves and bird's beaks and stuff like that. Uh, you know, and... <laughs> You've seen me eat crawfish, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I suck the brains and the heads out the crawfish. Like, it's not weird to me. If I'm able to do that, seeing how a chicken McNugget looks under a microscope probably wouldn't faze me at all, especially if I love the way it tastes. Well, several of my friends um, enjoy uh, crawfish brains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never, I never thought you'd be a squeamish person. You love steak. What did they show you how steak was made, or a steak under a microscope? You wouldn't look. But wait a minute. What do you mean how steak is made? They... For a steak, they just cut it. They they cut part of the cow, and mm-hmm. there's your steak. They don't they don't they don't they don't make it anyway. Yeah, I know. I'm talking about like they showed you how they like kill the cow and how they throw it in a little chopper. Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. need to see that. I don't need to see it, but it wouldn't bother me if I saw it. That's the point. You know, I know, I know. 
everything I need to know about steak, which I love, from looking at the the looking at that graphic, the picture of the cow, yeah, with and the then, dotted lines on, yeah, it. and then you see, well, the filet mignon part of the cow is right over here. Here's where the New York strip uh, part of the cow is. You know, here's where the prime rib. Uh, is the, 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 I, I've got that up. I look at that every once in a while, and that that's as far as I need to go uh, when it comes to, to to knowing and learning about about steak. Maybe they should do one of those with a hot dog weenie. Just have a hot dog weenie and put it put the dotted lines on a hot dog weenie, and with the line saying this part of the hot dog weenie comes from the cow. This part of the hot dog weenie comes from the pig. This part of the hot dog weenie comes from the chicken, and this one we don't really know. We have a question mark. No, no, I have no desire to, <laughs> to know what's inside a hot dog or see how it's made, just like I have no desire to see how sausage is made. And and How bad could a gummy bear look under a microscope, though? It's, all, it's just gelatin, I, I, I right? Just, I, I don't want to see it. It's There's other gelatin. things I'd rather look at. I, I'd rather, I, I mean, the actress, Sofia uh, Vigara, just released uh, naked pictures of, her, of herself. Uh, I'd rather I'd rather take the time I have left on this planet to look at things that I that I like, and and I I, I would rather look at pictures of uh, Sophia Vergara naked than 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 to look inside of a chicken McNugget underneath or through a, a, a microscope. I I just I don't need to see that. Okay. I, I it's just something I, I don't want or need to to, to see. Um. And I want to keep enjoying what I enjoy. What if you saw Sophia under a microscope? Would that change your mind about how you feel about her? Grab the microscope. <laughs> there you go. But My man. Put, put, put Sophia Vergara underneath the microscope, and uh, there's something I'd be happy to look at underneath a microscope. All right, coming up on the show today, Saints and Pelicans owner Gail Benson made a lot of news this week because she talked about What's going to happen with the Saints and the Pelicans uh, when 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 she's not around anymore? And um, I I had a friend on Facebook yesterday talk about that story, and then said a local man needs to marry her just to make sure. No, no, look, she said. She, she 100% desperately will wants the Saints to stay in New Orleans after she's gone, wants the Pelicans to stay in New Orleans after, after she has nothing to do with them anymore. But one of my friends put it up on Facebook and said she needs to find a local man. And, and, then, he, and then he asked me, he said, what about you, Osterlin? And I said, look, I, I'm on record. If you've listened to my show, if if... Gail Benson's personal security would let me get near her. Sure, I'd ask her out. And I, I think she likes, I think she would like me. There might be a couple of things about me she doesn't like. But for the most part, I think she would like me if, if I could get through her security to, to, to meet her. Well, well, we'll, as the millennials say, John, shoot your shot. Well, 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 we'll talk about that. We got a lot to get to on the show this morning. Hang out with us here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only. Classic Rock Station. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, J.O. here with you. So I just read that COVID has been linked to something called restless anal syndrome. Say what? I said that that COVID coronavirus has been linked to uh, restless anal syndrome. Or as they call it in the medical profession, RAS. The newest symptom connected to COVID is called restless anal syndrome. This 77-year-old man in Japan was diagnosed with it after recovering from the virus. Evidently, it's a lot like restless leg syndrome. But instead of your leg being restless, it's... Um, it's restless anal so syndrome. That, that means you go a lot, or does that mean that your your sphincter just keeps twitching or something because it's restless? It's you? restless, huh? Well, you know what restless leg syndrome is, don't you, Coleman? I, that- I've heard of it, but I still don't get the concept. What, it, does that mean that your leg just shakes even though you don't want it to? Like, yeah, you could be laying there sleeping, and people with restless leg syndrome. All of a sudden, they'll start kicking one of their legs, and then one of their legs will just start so uh, like freak, muscle spasms freaking a out. Bit. Yeah. Huh. Well, I've had restless third leg syndrome for a while now. It doesn't seem to want to go away. Look, I've said from day one, COVID is a pain in the ass. But, but this is literally restless anal syndrome. Seems like every month COVID has a new superpower. Yeah, it's some life this thing has got, isn't it? So is there any treatment for RAS? Well, look, with restless leg syndrome, you have an uncontrollable urge to to move your leg or, or your legs. Um, 
And this this guy in Japan, that's what he had, except the urge uh, existed in his in 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 his anus. Hmm. Is just is it just this one guy so far, or is this something that's going on? Because we're using this Japanese dude as an example, I'm starting to be skeptical about how serious this Raz is. There's a lot of things that start in Japan. But he, he constantly felt like he needed to use the bathroom. But after he went to the bathroom, it never gave him any relief. My God, what a nightmare. Uh, the only thing that helped was exercise or moving around. So, so he stood still for too long. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I first saw this, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, what do you mean restless anal syndrome? Um, he constantly needed to use the bathroom. Doesn't that happen to, to most people as they get older? Yeah, the, you know, the more I'm thinking about his symptoms, I'm starting to think it's less and less a COVID thing. I'm starting to think it's just this dude. Now, we're going to need some more medical studies to because I think at this point, you can have a twitchy eye and somebody would say, oh, that's because I had COVID a month ago. That's why my eye's twitchy. He spent three weeks in the hospital fighting COVID. But he he didn't develop restless anal syndrome in the hospital. He only got that after he went home. I don't know about this one, John. I think this guy probably had it and just was too embarrassed to say anything about it. But after he got COVID, he figured that would be the perfect excuse to use to finally come out and say he's been having problems uh, with his butt. Doctors did a, a colonoscopy, and they couldn't find a cause. So they put it on COVID. That's, that's exactly. No, so they think it it's <laughs> it's neuro, neurological, like restless leg syndrome is neurological. So they're thinking it may be something in the brain. Yeah. That is making his his anus just go nuts. I believe that. I believe that it's something neurological. But the put the point I don't get is why they putting that on the COVID. Like the COVID did something to his brain, and that switched something off in his brain to make him think something was wrong with his butt. Because saying no, COVID may have a new uh, side effect. Well, how do we know that if just this one dude that had that twist out? I'm not ready to put this on COVID just yet. Let's study this guy just a little bit longer before we say this is a COVID side effect. I wonder now that this is making news, and by the way, this was just published in a medical journal. <laughs> Please remember, John Osterlin is not a medical doctor. But I wonder, now that this is making international news, news all over the planet, how many people are going to, uh, you know, if, if, if some action starts happening down there, how many people are going are gonna to make their way over to their local emergency room in the, in the hospital saying, doctor, I, I think I have restless anal syndrome. It depends. See what I did there? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Why is it? Dude, that was an awesome joke. Why are you staring like that? They put this poor Japanese guy on a daily dose of the sedative <laughs> clonopin. Clonopin? Uh, cl clonopin uh, to help him relax and to help his uh, butt relax. 
that sounds uh, that sounds like it could be dangerous too. Because if you let your butt relax too much, you might start slipping and get the runs because you don't have control, the muscle control like you used like you used to. You don't want to get too relaxed. This is one of those things that you have nightmares about. I mean, imagine having restless an- anal syndrome, and you go to the bathroom you, because that's what happens. You got to go to the bathroom all the time. But then after you go to the bathroom, you don't get any relief. Could could you, could you imagine having to go to the bathroom, and then and then go into the bathroom but not getting any relief? I, I, I would want. I would want after that. You know what I would want to do? I'd want to stand up from the toilet, put my head down, and run into the wall as as fast as I could. Well, the guys say the only way he has some sort of relief is staying active. I've had had really bad hangovers, and no matter how many times I vomited. It didn't help anything, so I, I do kind of understand that part of it, like not getting any relief no matter how many times I hurl. Coleman, is this the first you're hearing about rest, yes. restless anal syndrome? Yes, yes. This is why, I'm, and this is why I'm skeptical of the whole thing. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying if it does exist, I don't see how it's linked to COVID. Like all of a sudden, COVID came by, came up with a new uh, neurological uh, thing that now people can get. I'm not going that far just yet. Well, I, look, we we just we, we just tell you what's going on on this show. This show doesn't doesn't lie. This show, uh, we we we've got your backs, and in this instance, we we've got your backside. So now find find something else that COVID has been linked to. This time, restless anal. Syndrome. All right, coming up on the show this morning. Gail Benson, the owner of the Saints and the and the Pelicans, she she made some news this week. Um, we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, that coming up. I, I wonder if she's even looking for a new man in her life. I wonder if she, because I'm on record. Uh, I would I would date Gail Benson. I mean, especially if her personal security would let me anywhere near her. I would I would I would date Gail Benson. Um, it has nothing to do with the fact that she's the richest person in the state of Louisiana. It, it has nothing to do with that. I, it's just every time I see Gail, I feel giddy. <laughs> it makes me wonder, what would I have to do to prove to her that I'm more impressive than Tom? Because he did a lot. He sure did. So that's some that's some big shoes to fill. He sure did. Uh, stay tuned for that. And there's a singer who said her and her son were attacked by wild boars. And that the 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 wild pigs uh, stole her her purse. Can you imagine being attacked by wild boars? And 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 you're able to do an interview after that because you're fine. But the only problem is that the pigs stole your purse. Uh, stay tuned for that. We we have a lot to get to on the show this morning. Hey, a rock and roll guitar just sold. A famous rock and roll guitar player is one of his axes just sold at auction. And uh, and wait till you hear what it got.
We have a lot to do on the show today. Hang out with us. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. For many years, I used to think if, if, if us human beings, if we were ever uh, taken over by, by something, it, it would be, it would be uh, gorillas, monkeys, apes. I always thought that because uh, I, I see pictures and videos of, of um, monkeys uh, fishing, monkeys smoking cigarettes. Um, I, I've seen a, a lot of evidence that, that said to me, if, if, if we ever do ourselves in or if anything ever takes us over, it, it's going to be monkeys, apes, gorillas. But then a few years ago, I, I, I changed. And when I saw, when I saw robots and the things that they can, that they can do, I said, you know what? I think if now, as I've gotten older, I, I don't think it's going to be the monkey anymore. I don't think it's going to be the ape, the gorilla anymore that takes us over as human beings. I, I, I think it's going to be the robot. After I changed, though, I mean, I still pay attention to see what's going on in the monkey world, and I just saw this, and I was blown away. Did you know that gorillas in the wild often adopt young, orphaned apes? They adopt them. Now, sure, they don't have the paperwork. They don't have the the lawyers and, and the legal ramifications, but... Scientists have seen and people who study our furry friends, that they've seen gorillas in the wild often adopt young orphaned apes. That means we humans are not the only primate to take in motherless, parentless offspring. That's pretty cool. And then you have to think about it. They also do it ahead of the curve uh, compared to us because they don't have the bureaucracy. They just do it. They don't have the stress of making yeah. sure that you're parentally good enough. They just do it. So they are ahead of the curve on us on that. Ah, that does not make you feel good. And, and and you would have to program a robot to adopt a a, a young younger or littler smaller robot. Um. But but anyway, I I thought that was cool how how gorillas in the wild, uh, they they adopt young orphaned apes. It, it, it's, it's, I just love it here on Bayou ninety five point seven, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou ninety five point seven, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland. With you. So the singer R. Kelly. It, it looks like uh, he is going to um, never see the light of day again. It looks like he will spend the rest of his life in prison. He was just convicted this week. And if you go back a couple of years, and by the way, he was convicted of of sex trafficking. And, and I mean, he's for, for ever since he's been famous, 
it, it's been the worst kept secret in music that R. Kelly does sex with underage girls. Um, and if you go back a couple of years, there was a documentary that aired for three or four nights on television. Might have even been four or five nights. And it was all about R. Kelly and and the accusations being made against him in that regard. If you listen to this radio show while that was airing, I would come in the next morning and I would I would talk a little bit about that. I said, oh my God, did you see the documentary on R. Kelly last night? How could any police officer in any of these cities he was in watch this and not go after him? And sure enough, that documentary did him in because right after that aired, authorities started looking into R. Kelly and um, he was convicted this week. He still has another two or three trials lined up where he will be convicted. Again, he, he will he will never see the light of day again. R. Kelly will, will die in prison. Um, and yesterday, the city of Baton Rouge made an announcement. They said they are taking... The key to the city of Baton Rouge that they gave to R. Kelly, they're they're taking it away from him. They're 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 changing the locks. So the documentary wasn't enough. They had to wait until the conviction before they said, "All right, I think we'll change the locks of the key to the city." Now they let them have it this entire time, even with the documentary airing. But it just took them till recently to finally say. All right, all right. Let's take that. Let's take that key back and change these locks. That's a good point, Coleman. What are they thinking in Baton Rouge? You know, these cities and these mayors at the time when they give out keys to cities, they got to be careful who they give keys to cities to. I'll never forget the singer of Motley Crue, Vince Neil, what he said one time. He said, he, I think it was the. The Dr. Feelgood tour. After they made that album, they were touring for the Dr. Feelgood album. They got to some city in the Midwest. And Vince Neil said, the, the, the mayor of the city, of the town they were in, uh, said, come to my office during the day. And they, and they did. And, and that mayor gave Motley Crue the key to that city. And Vince Neil... He said, all I could do inside was laugh. I mean, I thought about what we did last night and some of the things we did the night before that and the night before that and pretty much every night. And there wouldn't, if if, if mayors knew that, there wouldn't be one mayor in America who would give this band, Motley Crue, the key to their city. We're the last people you would want to have a key to your city. Well, this year I may have gave the key to the city to rapper Juvenile, Juvenile the Great from uh, Cash Money Records. And, uh, Our mayor, La- yeah. Lataxi Cantrell yeah, here in New Orleans, gave Juvie? Yeah, gave Juvie the key well, to the well, city. Well, he's from here. Yeah, and he's cool too. I mean, but uh, what, to your Molly Crew point, if you hear the stuff that Juvenile raps about and the stuff that he did, you know, you would think maybe we shouldn't give this guy the key, but he did so much great for the city that 
We look past that. Well, that's the thing about Juvenile. He doesn't even need the key to the city. He could get into anywhere he needs to get yeah. into, any time he needs to get into uh, there. So uh, Juvenile, Juvie doesn't doesn't need the key to the city, but it's... Uh, yeah, it, Juvie's 46. When do you drop the name Juvenile when you're a 46-year-old man? Yeah. Well, anyways, um, the city of Baton Rouge yesterday announced... They are they are taking back the key to the city of Baton Rouge that they gave to singer R. Kelly back in the day. Um, and, and Coleman, you did make a great point. You know that documentary was out there for a couple of years, and you you waited till you waited till yesterday to take the take the key to the city away from R. Kelly. What well, is Texas? R. Kelly was uh, has his key taken away after he was found guilty. Isn't that supposed to be the American way? I guess you're right, Touché. Texter. Touche. We're, we're all innocent until until proven guilty. But like I said, for the last 25 years, the R. Kelly situation was the worst kept secret in music. And in my opinion, I think people around him, the professional people around him, that all knew he was doing this with underage girls for years and years and years but did nothing about it because he was making them so much money that the people at his record companies and the, and the people in his uh, in his circle I, I i think i think a spotlight should be shown on them as well yeah. i think we need to I, I need to google how many teachers and doctors got the key to the city coming up next it's uh, it's the dumbest th- uh, no coming up next it's it's the big o the dumbest thing i read all morning is later in the show the big o is next here on Bayou 90 5.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. I think Genesis is the most changed band in rock and roll history. What they uh, ended up sounding like compared to what they what they used to sound like when they when they started, when Peter Gabriel was their lead singer, they were they they were they were a progressive rock band, and, and then when he when when he left, and Phil Collins came from out behind the drums to take over the lead vocal gig, 
with Genesis. Uh, they, they became a pop rock band. And, and, and Genesis is on tour right now. And I mentioned on the show the other day, uh, their first show was over in England. And for most of the show, Phil Collins uh, sang while sitting in a chair at the front center of the stage because he's having some uh, some some physical health issues, but but at least they're out there playing, right? At least they're 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 you know you got some guys I like it. Some people you just drag them on, get them on stage, drag them out there, put them in a chair, put them in a, and they, they as long as they sound good. Um. Good morning. John Osterland here with you. And since it's a few minutes after 7, it's time for this morning's Big O. Oh. 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 A rock and roll guitar just sold at auction the other day. And... It sold for almost one million dollars. One million dollars. And, you know, this stuff is always fascinating to me. How fans who are financially able can, can buy a piece of rock and roll history that should live forever. The guitar I'm talking about was Johnny Ramone's favorite guitar from the Ramones. And it sold for almost one million dollars. It was it was his primary guitar for nineteen years from nineteen seventy seven until 1996 and it just sold for almost one million dollars it sold for nine hundred and thirty seven thousand five hundred dollars it is a 1965 Moss Wright Ventures 2 electric guitar and um, the, the man who sold the guitar was a man named Daniel Ray. He produced several Ramones albums, and he used to collaborate with the band. And um, and it said it was it, it was signed in 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 a black felt tip pen with Johnny Ramone, my main guitar. 1977 to 1996. That's what it was. Uh, that's what it was inscribed with on the back. And the Ramones, you know, now people talk about the Ramones a lot different than they did back in the day. Back when the Ramones were still a band, because the Ramones, you know, you put them right there next to the Sex Pistols as the, the the two bands 
that got punk rock big. Because there was no punk rock before the Ramones or the Sex Pistols. And the Sex Pistols, they had a couple of songs that were bigger than the Ramones, but the Ramones were right there at the same time, actually even a little bit before the Sex Pistols, but it's because the Sex Pistols song that came out back then became bigger than a Ramon song was back then. And I'm talking about Anarchy in the yeah. UK. Uh, th- that song became so big that the Sex Pistols get a lot of the credit, but but I think the Ramones were the ones who who were the original big punk rock band. So it's a similar story with Soundgarden and Nirvana, like with the Seattle scene, but Nirvana had the hit that's put that Seattle scene on the stratosphere while there were bands that were already in Seattle pretty much doing the same kind of vibe. It's a good analogy, Coleman. That's right. Soundgarden and Alice in Chains, they, they were around Soundgarden long before Nirvana w- w- was around, but they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't cash in and become commercially huge until Nirvana did Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah, and speaking of auctions and fans, didn't somebody buy... Uh, Kurt Cobain's strand of hair. That just sold for a lot of money, but but before I, I wanted to compare this, again, Johnny Ramone's guitar, and, and, and I love the Ramones, and Johnny Ramone's guitar just sold for $937,500, just under $1 million. And that brought me back to two guitars that recently sold in auction over the last couple of years, we talked about on this show being the guitars that people paid the most money for in history. So I'm guessing one of them is the unplugged one. That's the biggest one. The Kurt Cobain one. All right. That's the biggest one ever. Out of all the, the guitars in the world, the one that someone paid the most money for at auction was the the acoustic guitar. Not even an electric guitar. The acoustic guitar that Kurt Cobain played during Nirvana's MTV Unplugged. That sold for $6 million. Ching. $6,010,000. And what's wild about that is he's not even the one of one of the greatest guitar players. He's not he's not a guy whose name comes up when you talk about the greatest guitar players of all time. You always hear about Jimi Hendrix and Eric Clapton and Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, but Cobain's name is never never on the list. He wasn't he wasn't that great of a guitar player. That's what makes it amazing that his acoustic uh, broke the Guinness Book of World Records for the most expensive guitar ever sold at an auction, a little over $6 million. Well, that's why they differentiate the greatest guitar players versus the most influential guitar players, because you can be very influential without being the greatest. And that guitar was played during an extremely influential Time and on on an extremely influential album. 
when Nirvana unplugged. Um, by the way, that guitar, Cobain's guitar, was a 1959 Martin D-18E. So that guitar sold for a little over $6 million. $6 million, $10,000. That was just the one. I could see that at auction. $6 million going once, going twice. And somebody said, I'll throw an extra 10000 in there just there to get go. right over the hump to get the guitar. And then the biggest selling guitar at an auction before Cobain's guitar sold was Pink Floyd guitarist David Gilmore's Black Strat, his, his Fender Stratocaster. That sold for just under $4 million. The, the guitar he used on, 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 this, on, on the album Dark Side of the Moon, um, that sold for $3,975,000. So, so the Cobain guitar... And the David Gilmore guitar were the two biggest guitars ever sold at auction. The two guitars that garnered the most cash when they were sold at auction. And this week, uh, Johnny Ramone's main guitar from the Ramones uh, that he used for 19 years from when the band started up until 1996 just sold for just under $1 million dollars. $937,500. I mean, I love rock and roll, and there are bands that I love, and it makes me think, if I could own any guitar or any piece of rock and roll memorabilia... I think I have an idea. What would it it be? And, and, And if you're listening right now, if there's one piece of rock and roll memorabilia that you could own, what would it be? Text us. 504-260-9595. Five zero four two six zero ninety five ninety five. Can I guess yours? I want to see if I if I if I think that I know what you would like to pay money for. What do you think it would be? Jimi Hendrix, the one that he destroyed, the guitar that he destroyed and set on fire. I think that's the white whale you you are always looking for. Well, you're close, Coleman. Okay. All right. I'll- the problem with that is he and, and that was at the Monterey Pop Festival. The problem with that is there's hardly anything left. I mean, he lit it on fire. He destroyed it and lit it on fire. So you might get a little piece. Of, of a neck, or, or you might get a little piece of, of maybe some ashes, but yeah, but it would never, it would never sell because like, like, like I, these two I guitars. Don't, I don't know. We've, we've seen people spend money on Kirk Cobain's strands of hair. We've seen people pay money for Michael Jordan's underwear. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite sure somebody out there will pay money for a piece of a broken guitar. The the Jimi Hendrix guitar that I would love to have is the one that he played the Star Spangled Banner on uh, at Woodstock. All right. And that was after the Monterey Pop Festival. And and the guitar Hendrix played the National Anthem on at Woodstock. Boy, I, 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 I wonder where that is. I, I wonder who has it. I wonder. Um, Here's an interesting one. The bat's head that Ozzy bit off. That's what they paid money for. The head of the bat. I'm, did he, he, when he spit it out, or did he swallow it? What did Ozzy do with the bat? He, he, he spit it out after he bit the head off of it. And so that, maybe, was, that was during the meeting with record company people. So maybe somebody out there has that bat head. We just don't know it yet. 
You know, that reminds me, I'm glad we're bringing up all this stuff about the frivolous spending that, you know, super fans have where they can just buy memorabilia for millions and millions of dollars. I have to write a note to play the Powerball tonight and get on that drawing. That's tomorrow night. The, tomorrow yeah. night's Powerball is over over um, uh, $600 million, meaning, meaning that after taxes, you will still win the winner in Powerball will win over a half a billion dollars. Yep. So, yeah, thanks for reminding me about that. Make sure I get my little ticket tonight, and then I'll buy you a Jimi Hendrix guitar Monday morning. Well, that's nice of you. Um, yeah, if, if, if you win uh, o- over a half a billion dollars after taxes, then you could buy any piece of rock and roll uh, m- material that, that you would want that's for sale. By the way, that's sh- the, the six strands of Kurt Cobain's hair recently sold for $14,145. Uh, he got his hair cut when he was in England. Uh, in, in, in 1989, when, when Nirvana was touring for their first album, Bleach. We got some good text, too. I can't wait to read these. Make sure you leave your name, too, so we can know exactly who you are when we read these. I, yeah, I, I keep see the them items. short, one or two sentences. Always put your first name or your nickname or whatever if you want credit. And if it's good, we'll read your text coming up next on the show. And we always ask you to text us anything you want. And just to give you a sample of how good these are, look at check this one out. Rush's Neil Peart's guitar set. Uh, you, you His mean drum, drum set. set. Yeah, drum set. <laughs> yeah. You know what? If you if you ask me right now, one one thing that I could have if I, if I could if I could buy it, it would it would be the guitar slash played on the on the Guns N' Roses album Appetite for Destruction. The, the guitar he 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 used in the studio on that album. You know, I'd even take the guitar Izzy Stradlin played on Appetite for Destruction. Hmm. I would I would take I would take either either of those if they ever came up for sale. That's just because when that album came out, it 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 had, was an in, was an immense uh, influence on me. I I heard that album in 1987 when I was when I was young. I heard that album and I said after listening to that album, I said you know what? Not only is this like the greatest thing I've ever heard the greatest thing that's ever come out while I was alive around to buy rock and roll. Uh, but, but I'm, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do with my life. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I, I, my attitude changed after I heard Guns N' Roses appetite for destruction. I'll take Slash's top hat. Um, text us. If there's any one piece of rock and roll memorabilia, a guitar, something like that, that you could, that you could own if you had the cash, what would it be if your text is good? We'll read it coming up next on the show. Please never text while you're driving here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Today is October 1st. Hey, we made it to another month. And uh, since today is October 1st, did you know that October is National Collegiate Alcohol Awareness Month, or as college students call it, Oktoberfest. <coughs> hey, coming up next, your texts on if you could own any piece of rock and roll mem- memorabilia, what would it be? 
we'll 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 read your text because uh, Johnny Ramones guitar from the Ramones, his main guitar that he used for 19 years just sold at auction uh, for almost a million dollars. Your text on what piece of rock and roll memorabilia would you own if you could own one piece, one of anything? Uh, Your text on that next here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland here and if you're just joining us, this morning's Big O was about Johnny Ramone's guitar was just auctioned off, the guitarist of the Ramones, and it got almost $1 million. It got $937,500. It was his primary guitar from 1977 when the band started up until 1996. And I asked you, if you had the money... And, and and if you could you could buy one and own one piece of rock and roll memorabilia, what would it be? Maggie says Brian made from Queen the red special guitar. Cool. Ricky from Marrero, Gene Simmons axe bass. This one says Elvis's cape. Right. Harry Moskowitz says the three neck guitar from Cheap Trick. Oh, Rick Rick Nielsen's three neck guitar. Poncho from Coverton wants the ZZ Top Hot Rod. That's something I drop bucks on. That, 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 now, that is a great piece of rock and roll memorabilia. AJ says, Princess Treble Clef White Guitar. Very cool. Will says, Freddie Mercury's microphone from the AIDS Benefit Concert. And from the Rose wants, well, he says, I would like Jimmy Page's 1959 Les Paul and the Dragon Outfit. Dan from Fort Wayne, Indiana says, The Boss's Red Hat from the album cover Born in the USA in Gene Simmons' Bat Wings. And this text says, Lucille, B.B. King's guitar. Nice. This text says, I would love to own the guitar used by the uh, king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. This one says, Freddie Mercury's Yellow Jacket. This one says, Paul McCartney's Hoffner bass. This one says Johnny bon- uh, Bonham's drums. John Bonham. Yeah. yeah. Randy Rose Flying V guitar. The WWF guitar that the Mountain Man Rock used to play. <laughs> okay. You'd like that, Coleman. Yeah, you're you're, you're yeah. a big wrestling fan. This one says Angus of Malcolm Young's guitar from ACDC 1973. And this one says... Stevie Vaughn's hat. Stevie Ray Vaughn's hat. Nice. Yeah. There's some good stuff there. I still got some coming in. The uh, the SRV Strat, Jim. So Stevie Ray Vaughn's Stratocaster. Yeah. Uh, ZZ Top's beards. <laughs> That's funny. Imagine they cut ZZ Top's beard off. I wonder how much that would actually sell you know, for auction. You know, they, they've been offered a lot of money. Well, I shouldn't say they anymore because there's only one of them left with a beard. But um, Billy Gibbons, the Reverend Billy Gibbons, has said they've been offered a lot of money. I think Bick, who makes razors, they they offered them a lot of money that they would donate to charity if they wanted, or or they offered them a lot of money. And and Billy Gibbons has always said no, not not shaving the beard. Yeah, this one says uh, Eddie Van Halen's Frankenstein. 
Great guitar. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about the ZZ Top beard. If they ever did shave it, if, if Billy Gibbons ever did shave his beard at this point, what, what would what would you do with it? You put it in a in a Ziploc bag, and 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 maybe hang it on your wall, or put a frame around it, and then hang it on your wall. I mean, what what, what would you do with Billy Gibbons' beard? Well, Billy Gibbons' beard, you can put it in a Ziploc bag and use it as a pillow. Yeah, you could. Well, thank you for the text. That's some uh, pretty cool stuff. And again, that Johnny Ramone guitar sold for $937,000. Not quite as much as Kurt Cobain's acoustic guitar that he used on Nirvana's MTV Unplugged in New York. Uh, that sold for $6,010,000. That's the most expensive guitar ever auctioned off. And then David Gilmore, the guitarist of Pink Floyd, his black strat that he used on Dark Side of the Moon, and he used that for for a while. Uh, that was auctioned off for just under four million dollars, three million nine hundred and seventy-five thousand uh, dollars. Johnny Ramone's main guitar that he used just sold for under a million nine hundred thirty-seven thousand five hundred this week at auction. And uh, the Ramones, they get a lot more credit now, which they deserve. I mean, basically the original punk band, they started punk rock. But they didn't get that credit when they were alive, when they were still playing. Even 15, 20 years after they started punk rock, they still were playing small clubs, and and, and they, they never got the credit while they were the Ramones that they deserved. Um. The cowboy from uh, the cowbell from Blue Oyster Cult. That's good. Oh, the cowbell! <laughs> yeah. Got to have more of it. Right. This is a good piece of memorabilia. Just a quick update, right quick. John Lewin and I have just become best friends because we're both wrestling fans. That's it. Hey, uh, coming up next, a pop star and her son were just attacked by wild boars. Wait till you hear the details on this. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, J.O. With you. So Gail Benson, the owner of the Saints and the Pelicans, she she, uh, did a few interviews this week that made headlines around here. And she said she plans, I guess when she gets older, on on selling the Saints and selling the Pelicans. And Gail Benson also, um, she gives a lot back to the the community, um, just like Tom Benson did before he died, her her husband. But that Gail Benson interview uh, made a lot of headlines around here. And I'm on record saying that I want to I want to go out with Gail Benson. I, I, I want to see if she if she likes me and maybe maybe I could be the new Mr. Gail Benson. Um, I, 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 so what? I'm attracted to her. 
And it has nothing to do with the fact that she's the richest person in the in the state of Louisiana. You really like her for her personality, don't you? Yes. I'm sure there may be a couple of things she wouldn't like about me, but I think for the most part, I think she'd like me. And if, if I could ever get past her security, I, I, I would love to take her out. I think that's a good idea. You have to start off with more confidence, though. The fact that you said there might be a few things she may not like about me, you're already going in there with like a kind of negative attitude. You should just get over that. She might like you like you like her fully, flaws and all. Well, that's what true love is, isn't it, Carmen? Right. You, 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 you love a person even, even if, if there, there may be a thing or two that you don't really like. I mean... I'm sure pretty much every married couple, who, who the ones who have stayed married for a really long time, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's there, there's a thing or two about those couples that they might not love, that that they not may not be thrilled about. Yeah. But but true love gets past all of that. See, here's what you do, John. When you take her out, you don't mention the things that you feel like she may not like. You let her get to know who you are first and then you let the love grow and then as it grows you start to learn new things about each other and then you know whenever it gets to the point where you know she starts to seize the things that you might not think she likes she's so in love with you already that it wouldn't matter like what if you found out that Gail Benson likes to bite her toenails you know but you didn't find that out till like three months in to the relationship would that turn you off or would yeah you I, be wouldn't so in be, love? I wouldn't be a fan of that but again true love if it is true love right then you could you could get past that. Yeah, not only would you accept the fact that she may bite her toenails, you would also help out and bite some of her toenails for her. Like, hey, you know, since you like to do this, let's do it together since we love each other. No, but I I'm I'm I like Gail Benson. I'm, I'm smitten. I see Gail Benson and, and and I'm I'm smitten. We have to set this up. We have to find we have to find a way to put you and Gail Benson at the same place at the same time so that she can actually see you and you can express how smitten you are. I think, you know, if she gets to know you the way we all know you here at Bayou, you you may be in the house. You're not a bad dude. And who knows, Coleman? I mean, tomorrow night, we're going to have, I, I think it's the 10th biggest Powerball jackpot in history. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. I think I'm going to play. And and if I, if I, if I win that, I would be, um, I would be more in her league. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I wouldn't come into the relationship um, with 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 without well the new Powerball jackpot. Well, after it's going to be six hundred and six hundred and twenty million dollars tomorrow night. That means after you pay your taxes on that, you will still take home over a half a billion dollars. You know what? That is a good start, but however, let's say you do get the opportunity to take Gail Benson out. How would you, John, show Gail a good time? How would this is your this is your sales pitch to her? What would you like to do with her on a weekend? Uh, how would you show her that you know you're the man for her? Just just go through what you would do to wow Gail Benson. Well, I would I would take her to one of the uh, one of the uh, great restaurants that New Orleans is known for. Like Raising Cane's? Maybe lunch for Raising Cane's. I do love Raising Cane's. I'm very simple. 
when it comes See, to when it comes to eating. But but I would take her. I would take her to one of the one of the one of the world class restaurants that that New Orleans is known for. Um, I think at the moment, I, I think I would I would I would have to pick her up in an Uber because I'm in between cars. I've I've been in between cars for a little while. Um, because I live and work in the city of New Orleans, and I just haven't needed a car. I mean, there are certain times where I wish I had a car, um, but Uber usually helps me in those situations. And so, um, you know, if she doesn't mind being being picked up with with me in the back seat of an Uber car to take her to one of the great New Orleans restaurants, and then and then maybe after that we'll, we'll go to Vintage Rock Club. All right. Now, see, that's more like it. See, I was going to give you a Coleman's counsel. It's a tip I give guys each week to help them score high, babe, just like I do. See, the thing is, Gail Benson has already been there and done that. So, you you know, you're trying to take her out to all this fancy stuff. That's not going to impress her anymore. What I would do, I, was, I would bring her to those, like, hole-in-the-wall clubs. Give her a new experience. Like, show her what it's like on the ground. Not have to be all high-fluting and high-fancy. She, she's lived in that world. That doesn't impress her. I would bring it to the gutter. You know, I would bring it to where, like, uh, uh, like where you have to get a plate in styrofoam, in the styrofoam instead of on plates. You know, I would show her some real, like, real grimy New Orleans theater, real grimy New Orleans restaurants, real grimy New Orleans scenery, and that would give a new life to her. Like, wow, I've never seen the city from this angle before. Like, take it, take it to some clubs where they play bounce music, and she get to see people twerking, you know, something like that, like, like a new experience. Women love new things. So I should take Gail Benson to Miss Mays. Yeah, you should take her to Miss Mays. You should take her uh, to Chicken and Watermelon, get something to eat. You know, take it to Wags, get a get a little fish plate or something like that. You know, show it a real the, the other side of the city that means she may not be accustomed to. Chicken and watermelon's my favorite restaurant. You can sing to it. Just it's like on that. South Claiborne Avenue. <laughs> hey, they just opened a new chicken and watermelon in Kenner too. Yeah, like see, like like Shay says, rent a limo. She already like she, she already has a limo. So I would what I would do is I would get like a a, a dune bucky or a motorcycle, something that she may not be used to riding in. Something new. Well, look, I, I just uh, I, I just wanted to be known that I'm attracted to Gail Benson. I'm, I'm letting I'm letting you know I, I, I'm smitten. All right. When it when it comes to Gail, I'm going to work on putting you two together. Um, but I am going to play that Powerball tomorrow night, and and I'm not a lottery player. I I very rarely play the lottery, but since when when, when you get these some of these jackpots. Look, there are, there are there are two two national lotteries. There's Mega Millions and there's Powerball, and and, and those two are in most states. Powerball tomorrow night is up to six hundred and twenty million dollars. I think it's the tenth highest Powerball ever, and that means you, you, if, if if you win. Six hundred twenty million. The taxes on that would be around fifty million, sixty million. That's what you have to pay in taxes. That that means you you would still take home more than a half a billion dollars. Could you imagine that? Imagine there's somebody out there right now who started a business thirty, forty years ago, and they worked their entire lives, right? And now their business today is probably worth $20 million, $30 million, $50 million. And then a loser like me comes about. I just buy a ticket at the gas station. All of a sudden, I'm worth more than half a, mil, half a billion. 
I think just just the, the dichotomy of that. Yeah, the uh, the the you can't bank on that, Coleman, because the odds of winning Powerball mm-hmm. tomorrow night one in two hundred and ninety two point two million. So you're telling me there's a chance? Okay, I I, I think the odds are for me. If you've seen some of the beautiful women that I was fortunate enough to smash in my lifetime, you would know that I'm able to beat the odds. Well, slow down, Coleman. I mean, you're making it sound like. I mean, I mean, sure, lately I it, 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 in that category hasn't been the greatest in my life. I was talking but, about but I, it for me, for myself. Yeah, but I've, 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 I'm knocking on my head right now, knock on wood. I've, I've, I've done okay in the past. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm smitten with Gail Benson. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Okay, all right, that, we'll, that's a good we'll, thing. We'll leave it at that. Coming up, I still got the dumbest thing I read all morning, and this has to do with an artist uh, getting paid a lot of money. Also, a pop star says her and her son were just attacked by wild boars. And, And she's still around to tell the story. But she doesn't have her pocketbook that she had before that. What about that? Wild pigs stealing pocketbooks. Stay tuned for those reports coming up here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Coleman, do you know who Shakira is? I've heard the name, and I've seen her do some belly dances. Yeah. Yeah, she's a Grammy Award-winning singer, performer. And she just made news because she told people that her and her son were recently attacked by wild boars. Wild pigs attacked Shakira. Yeah, I know what it is. Now I'm trying to think about what the location is. Where are wild boars at? She had, well, this happened in... um, in Spain, although she happens to be Colombian and Lebanese herself. She's a Colombian Lebanese pop star. And she just said, I guess she was in Spain, and her and her son were accosted, attacked by wild boars. And one of them took off with her purse. What the hell? Was it the running of the boars or something going on in Spain? Could you imagine being attacked by wild pigs and and they 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 stole her purse. One of the wild boars stole, stole took her purse and she's upset about it. She said, quote, they've destroyed everything. Although not really because you're able to do an interview with somebody after you and your son were attacked by wild pigs. I mean, could, could you imagine that no, happening to you? I can't imagine Shakira being in a location where they're all wild boars in the first. She, they're not in a mansion. They're not in castles. Where the hell was Shakira at where there were just wild boars running around? Was she taking a walk in the woods? How the hell did she even get there? To wherever the wild boars are. Uh, 
It was a Spanish holiday. Ah, the annual running of the boars. That's what I thought. She was taking. And, um... Yes, she she is telling people that her and her son were were were, were attacked, and and she actually posted a, a clip, a video clip, or a, a, a you don't see her face, but in the video clip you see a a I guess an expensive purse, which is all <laughs> which is all dirty and filthy. Oh, so she got a purse back then. Uh, two wild boar attacked her. She said she was in a park. Okay, all right. She's in a park. And she said uh, she was just in a park with her son. Two wild boar attacked her, and they and they took off with her with her purse. She has seventy point seven million people following her on Instagram. No, I thought she was about to say seventy point seven million dollars, but yeah. She has almost 71 million people following her on Instagram. I wish I had a dollar for every one of her followers. But I think it's good news how here's a, here's a pop star who was attacked by two wild pigs and and is able to tell the story and, and post some pictures and, and be frustrated that they messed up one of her expensive Purses. I think if I was ever attacked by wild boars, I'd be eating bacon and pork chops the next day. Mm. Coming up next, it's the dumbest thing I read all morning. And this has to do with an artist and how much he got paid for something. Where do you hear this story? It's next on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, J.O. Here with you. The Rolling Stones, they're they're on their they're on their tour that was supposed to uh, come to Jazz Fest, uh, and their drummer Charlie Watts recently died, but they're still they're still touring. They played in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, two nights ago, and Mick Jagger walked into a bar in Charlotte, North Carolina. He was wearing a baseball cap, blue jeans, and just a regular shirt. He went, ordered a beer, and he stood at a, at a, at a table inside a bar, and according to the bar owner, no one recognized him, and no one bothered him. I think he might have been with one other person, but it was he was just like a regular older guy in a bar, not one person approached him, went up to him, said anything to him. Can you imagine Mick Jagger? He's 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 if not the biggest rock star in the world, he's in the top two or three. And he and he goes into a bar and not one person went up to him, recognized him, said anything to him. I, I thought that was uh I think that's pretty awesome, actually. He got some pieces on quiet, he got to just chill without nobody harassing him. Yeah. He obviously wasn't je- dressed like Mick Jagger dresses when you when we usually see him on stage. Or he, he was just wearing jeans, a regular shirt, and a baseball cap. And uh, it, he, isn't that something? The biggest rock star in the world can go anywhere can, can, and 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 not be not be recognized or bothered. What if they did recognize him and just didn't care? Like, oh, there's Mick, and just kept on. I don't see that happening. Yeah. I think most people would say, 
wow, there's Mick Jagger. I mean, you're talking about the biggest rocks. I mean, him and Paul McCartney are, are, are the biggest living rock stars in the world. Um, it's, it's time now uh, for the dumbest thing I read all morning. Museum paid artist $84,000 to do a painting. So he gave the museum two blank canvases titled Take the Money and Run. (laughs) Now, art is very subjective. You know, you can get some people that look at art and, and, and say, wow, that's so amazing. It's so cool. And you can find somebody else looking at the same piece of art. What the hell is that? Doesn't make any sense to me. But a museum in Denmark may be thinking, what did we just do? After they paid an artist $84,000 to receive two sculptures, what they got in return There's two blank canvases, and the artist titled it, Take the Money and Run. That is now on display at that museum in Denmark. I think that is art. I think that is is art. Con art. This guy finessed the hell out of that museum, and that should be looked at. The way he played that was very artistic. So, yes, that is, I I consider that art, and those two blank canvases should be displayed at the museum. The art of getting conned. The artist is Danish, uh, Jans Hanning. Hans Gruber, what? And he gave the the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art in Denmark two blank canvases after being paid to create something else for an exhibit. So they already gave him the check. Yeah. He got the $84,000, and then he's like, all right, here's two blank canvases. It's, it's, I'm, I'm calling it, take the money and run. And now here, go, go hang this up in your museum. That is very artistic. Not only did he give him the blank canvases, he also gave him the shaft, which is key to any art dealing with con. Well, that's very artistic on, on, on the artist's side of this, but it's very dumb on the museum's side of it. So the the museum who paid the artist $84,000 for two works of art, and that artist gave them two blank canvases titled Take the Money and Run. Again, smart on the artist's part, but when it comes to the museum, that's the dumbest thing I read all morning. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.